Welcome to a new episode of Start Inspired with your host, Samantha Marge, a podcast designed to give you a dose of inspiration and motivation, helping you start inspired and stay inspired. Let's get into today's topic. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Start Inspired. I'm your host, Samantha March. I'm so excited to be back with this week's episode. This week is just going to be a little bit of a chill Q&A. So we are approaching the end of the first season of Start Inspired. I had planned for season one to be 12 episodes long. This one is number 11. And These past 11 weeks have honestly flew by. I can't believe we're already to the end of the first season. I wanted to break it down into separate seasons because I kind of like the idea of starting and ending and beginning again. And I like the idea of trying to revamp and do different things for a different season and all of that. So when I was first jotting down ideas of how to run the podcast. That was something that came to mind. And especially because I I do listen to so many other podcasts, I kind of see how others run it. And I liked this idea because it was fun for me when I would listen to a podcast and get invested in it and have them say, okay, this is the end of this season. You know, I'll be back in a few weeks. And you know, you come back and there's like a new intro music or just little things like that, that I think is fun and I think is a good time. So the next week's episode is going to be the final one for the first season. And uh, as of right now, I am planning to have a guest next week. I am just sending over uh, some questions that I have for her that we're going to go through. So if this works out, I am planning to have a guest next week. But uh, also when I was outlining the season, I had at the end to do just kind of a laid back Q&A session. You know, I, I know that definitely a lot of the episodes in the first season of Start Inspired have been a little bit on the heavier side or, you know, there's just maybe a more emotional or a personal story I'm sharing. Even the Q&A that I did with my sister the week of Thanksgiving, uh, even that one was a little bit obviously more personal doing a Q&A with a family member. But uh, yeah, we I mean, we really didn't hold back on the questions that came in. So I thought it'd be fun to just hang out. And since I am planning to end the season with a guest, I thought that's what we could do. So uh, I asked in a couple different places what questions you guys would have for me, either on the podcast, uh, my writing career, YouTube, business, just anything else in general. And uh, looking at some of the questions, I feel like we got a good variety coming in here. So so I'm planning to do a reminder in next week's episode too, but I am just going to take two weeks off um, between the seasons and we are going to start again on Thursday, January 16th. So we'll be back for season two and I'm really excited about it. I have some like fun announcements to to go along with season two. So I'm really looking forward to sharing those. And season one was just a way for me to kind of get my feet wet with this whole podcast thing. I really didn't know what I was doing. I didn't really know how to start. I've had a lot of help and a lot of guidance along the way, which I've been so grateful for. And honestly, I kind of thought when I started, maybe I would have like, a handful of listeners, 
to kind of help me not be so intimidated that, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. What if my audio isn't the best? What if it takes me a while to get a hang of the hang of editing? And I'm thinking, well, at least not a lot of people will be listening to it. So it's okay. And I have been very surprised when I get the emails with the updates of how many listeners I've had this week and unique listeners and downloads and plays. I'm like, okay, then. (laughs) Okay. It makes me a little bit nervous uh, to know that many people are listening to me, but I've been seeing the reviews come in and the ratings come in. And I just want to say that I appreciate that so much. If you do have a few extra minutes to spare and you'd want to rate or review the podcast or share it anywhere, I'm so grateful to that because it just really gave me a lot of feels. (laughs) I, I can definitely say that it definitely gave me a lot of feels to see how many of you we're listening and we're sharing and, and recommending this podcast. And I, I appreciate that. appreciate that so much because I've really been having such a good time with it. I love learning. I love finding new opportunities. I love finding new avenues to reach people. And it's really exciting to see that this podcast that I thought would maybe have like, I don't know, 20 listeners in the beginning is already having thousands of listeners. It's it's so crazy to me. So thank you guys so much. But I did want to go ahead and jump into some of the questions here. So one question is, what advice do you have for someone who wants to start a YouTube channel now? I, okay. So I have been doing YouTube for four years now, I think it is. The first year that I did YouTube was as a book channel, and then I rebranded the second year into a beauty channel, which is what I am now. And it definitely was very different when I first started. And for for years, I, I would always say, like, if this is something you want to do, you just got to go for it. You just got to start it. I'm a little bit more hesitant to say that these days with YouTube because it is it's just a different platform than it was. I think that it's also, honestly, from what I see on the creator side, I think it's a little bit harder to get started with YouTube because now YouTube, as the platform, they have a lot more restrictions on creators these days that A, can make it harder for you to put out the type of content that you want to put out, uh, but also B, it makes it a little bit harder to almost like get your foot in the door because YouTube has implemented all of these different things that you can't do until you hit a certain amount of subscribers, until you hit a certain amount of views. And I I know that that can be hard for creators and not even just monetization, but something like uh, like something like being able to do live chats, to be able to have stories, YouTube has stories, and I know that it's not available for everybody. So it's just little things like that that is a lot harder where that once was open to anybody who, you know, was a YouTube creator as long as you applied to their partner program. And now there's just there just seems to be so many more restrictions. And then even just there's a lot of restrictions on what you can say, (laughs) on what your thumbnails can be, on what your content can be, Uh, you know children and family accounts have been really hit very hard with the new couple laws that went through. And I know several people who have had to, you know, kind of just leave YouTube in general because there's really not a whole lot more that they can do. And 
Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I just think that it's a very different time on YouTube. It's harder for me to say, like, just jump in and just go for it. But I also think, especially if you're interested in the beauty side, I think what I'm really happy with with YouTube these days is that I feel like there's a lot more diversity. Whereas when I first started, it was all about only talking about the new products, only showing these huge hauls. And I've talked about this on my YouTube channel, but that put me into a lot of debt when I was first starting because, you know, I didn't have a ton of subscribers or a ton of views. I wasn't getting PR, but I was buying all of this makeup and not making back that as an income on my YouTube channel. And I put myself into a huge amount of debt, but that's what I was seeing on YouTube reviews of brand new products and huge hauls. And that's what I thought everybody did. And I'm so appreciative of the landscape now for the beauty side of YouTube because it's a lot more realistic to me. People are doing beauty budgets. People are doing no buys and low buys. There's series like the one I started, uh, the Will I Buy It series, where you actually think about the new releases. You don't just go and impulse buy them. You talk it through and you ask yourself if you do a double take when a new product comes out and can you dupe a mere collection. There's amazing dupe videos. There's just so much more content that is realistic to the quote-unquote regular consumer these days and that's what makes me really happy to see so that's a part of me that wants to be like yay like you like you can do it because maybe you won't feel that pressure like I did when I was starting to only buy 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 get the new 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 and haul 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 that was not a good path that was not a good way for me to start my youtube channel I'm still trying to dig myself out of that debt, (laughs) right? So so it's a little bit tricky, but my advice pretty much if you do think that you want to do YouTube, what I've always said is to try it out first. Before you start buying a bunch of makeup, before you invest in a camera and lights and all of that, just film a couple videos off your phone. Find either a free editing program or a really inexpensive editing program and see if you like it. See if you like talking to a camera. See if you like editing. See if it's comfortable for you. Because the first few times, like if you're not used to speaking to a camera by yourself sitting in a room, if you're not used to it, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be weird. It's going to be different. So, you know, the first time you sit down, you're like, oh, I was too uncomfortable. I can't do it. It's going to take you a little bit to get used to it. So before you even put the pressure on yourself of, oh my gosh, this video is going to go out on the internet. It's going to be out there forever. You know, what if I'm someone who becomes that viral overnight sensation on one video and it's horrible and the lighting's bad and I'm not even looking at the camera and my dog comes running in the room and all these different things. Film a couple videos and edit them and just see how you like it because maybe you won't. I've known several creators on YouTube that have stopped because they simply didn't like it. They didn't like doing it. They didn't like editing. They didn't like putting out certain things on the internet. And these were people who really thought this is what they wanted to do. And they ended up not continuing because they realized that they didn't like it. So again, before you start investing your money, just try it first and see if you like it. I filmed off my phone for the first year of doing YouTube. I, YouTube used to have the backend editor. I think I talked about this in one of my first few podcast episodes actually, but I did the free editor for a while. 
Then I upgraded to actual editing software. I use Wondershare Filmora. It's uh, not as expensive as some of the other ones, and it's a little bit more user-friendly since uh, I'm not great at the editing part of things, but I think that it does a pretty good job. But that would be my advice, and uh, I would also recommend listening to the podcast episode where I the title is Let Me Contradict Myself because I talk about going for it and you know chasing your dreams and doing your passion but having a backup plan. And I give a couple of my stories in there. So maybe that one would be helpful for you too. But that would be my advice if you're thinking of starting a YouTube channel. This one here kind of goes along with that. It's what would you do different if you were just starting YouTube today? If I was just starting YouTube today, and if I knew what I knew now, I definitely would start my channel a lot differently than I did. Again, I started as a book channel, but when I switched over to beauty, I think I just had this mindset of I had to do what everybody else was doing. And I think that I would tell myself that today if I was starting to just be my own person and do what it is that I want to do, talk about what I want to talk about. Because when I was starting, tutorials were still a very big thing on YouTube. They've kind of decreased in popularity, I would say, over the past few years. But when I was starting, those were still a really big thing. So I felt like if I have a makeup channel, I have to do tutorials. And I hated doing them. I still don't do tutorials on my channel. I do get ready with me's and I just chat while I'm putting on my makeup. But I'm not a makeup artist. I learned what I know about makeup from watching YouTube. So I almost even like still, I almost felt like a fraud when I was like, okay, now I'm going to place the eyeliner here and this eyeshadow here. I'm like, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just making this up as I go. And I didn't like, I didn't like the editing of it. I didn't like the posing of it. It didn't come naturally to me. I just, I didn't, I really didn't like anything about doing tutorials, but I would try. And I did a Halloween one, one time I was like a glamorous werewolf. I did festival makeup once. I didn't like doing any of them but I thought that's what I had to do if I had a makeup channel. And uh, again, in the beginning, when I would do my tutorials or talk about reviews, I would get so many comments from people saying, don't you ever buy new makeup? Don't, don't you have other things? Like we see you using the same stuff over and over. And that's what really kind of propelled me into, oh yes, to be successful on YouTube, I need to only talk about the new products and do all these hauls. That's what pushed me into debt. And that's what I would tell myself that I wouldn't do. But really, one of the biggest things is that I would tell myself that to create the content that I want to create. I heard one of my favorite YouTube creators say this several years ago when I was actually kind of thinking of quitting YouTube. I wasn't really enjoying it like I thought I was going to. This was when I was still doing all these tutorials and I was buying all this makeup. And YouTube had just really started to feel like a lot of work. And don't get me wrong, YouTube is a lot of work. Planning, filming, editing, the marketing, because you do, you have to market yourself and you have to share your videos and you have to cross promote and you have to do all of these different things. Um, Like even just like responding to comments and just keeping up on social media. It is a lot of work. It takes a lot of hours. But when I love what I do, it doesn't feel like work. But for a while there, YouTube felt like work. 
And I started to feel like I was dreading it. I was like, I don't want to do another smoky eye tutorial. I don't want to. And I heard Jessica Braun or Jam Beauty 89 say in one of her videos that, yeah, she's a beauty channel. Yeah, she's a makeup channel. But she doesn't do tutorials because she doesn't want to. She doesn't like that. Again, she would say, I'm not a makeup artist. You know, she was a teacher at the time still before she went full time with YouTube. She'd say, I'm a teacher, but I just want to chat about makeup. I think she called herself like a chatty makeup channel. She wants to review makeup and, and just talk about it and do her empties and, and share her reviews. And as she was saying that in a video, I was thinking, that's me too. That's what I want to do. I don't want to do tutorials. I don't want to show you another smoky eye because I don't even know what the heck I'm doing. I just want to talk because I enjoy makeup. And her saying that almost like made something click in my mind that I was like, that's what I can do. That's exactly what I want to do. And after hearing her say that, I made a switch with my channel and boom, just like that. It didn't feel like work to me anymore. Again, there's there's definitely days and times and if I get busy and there's a lot going on and and all of that, that yes, definitely I can feel that moment of like, oh my gosh, this is a lot of work. But for the most part, I still continue to have so much fun. I love uploading videos. I love connecting with people. I love finding new ways to bring humor to my videos. I love humor. I love finding new ways to just talk about beauty. It's something that I've been interested in for so long. So able to find that excitement once again and almost kind of understand what it is that I want it to bring with my particular YouTube channel. I'm I'm just I'm always so grateful to, to Jessica Brown for that. And I've told her this several times as well, but I'm so happy that she said that. Otherwise I might have quit. And that makes me really sad. And again, going back to the first question, I'm I'm really glad to see just such a diversity with different channels these days. You don't have to look one way. You don't have to shop one way. You don't have to only use these brands or only wear your makeup this way. It's so diverse. And I think that that is really very cool. Uh, this next question is, how is your dog? So cute. <laughs> I know she really is. I don't know how she is, but she's, she's definitely very cute. If you guys uh, if you guys enjoy dogs, I'd recommend following me on a couple different places. Instagram, definitely. Aries makes her presence known in my Instagram stories quite a bit. Sometimes she's on my regular feed, especially if I'm doing a yoga video. Uh, but she's in my stories quite a bit. And also on Twitter, I always have my social handles in the show notes as well. But my Twitter is at by Samantha March. My Instagram is March Beauty Word. I've started a new thing where Aries loves my dog is Aries. She's a Vishla. She loves sweaters. We got her a sweater mostly because it just we live in Iowa. It's so cold. There's snow here, but she likes to be outside. And when my husband would go out and, and shovel snow, she'd want to go outside with them. And we eventually were like, we need to get her a sweater for these really cold days. And turns out she loves it. She would actually bring us her sweater and sit down and literally give it to us. Be like, put the sweater on me. I'm like, okay. So now she has a sweater collection. And one day, 
we're just the two of us were sitting here and I thought, oh, it'd be funny to see if she would like pick her own sweater. And so I put her sweaters out on the floor and I said, pick. And she went and grabbed a sweater and brought it to me. And I was like, oh, that's funny. And we did it again the next day. And then the next day I was like, I should share this on Instagram because this is funny. And people loved it. I was getting so many messages from Aries picking her sweater. And then one day I didn't do it. I think I was out like running errands most of the day. And when I came home, I was checking my messages and so many people were like, yeah, hello. Um, where's the video of Aries picking out her sweater? Confused? What's going on here? And I was telling my husband, I was like, people were actually messaging me wanting to see the video of Aries. <laughs> and it just has gotten to be its own thing now. So yeah, almost every single day, I will have a video of Aries picking out her sweater and people really enjoy it. That's usually in my Instagram stories, but she is so cute. She's the best. Uh, this question is, what microphone do you use for your podcast? Okay, um, I will link them in the show notes. I got them both off of Amazon. One is one that I got a couple years ago when I was actually uh, trying to learn how to do narrations for audiobooks. That was something I dabbled in for a while. And then it was also the mic that I used for voiceovers because again, I used to do tutorials. And so sometimes I would do voiceovers. Hated that by the way. Um, but it's a, it's like a, I'm just going to, I'm just going to link them in my show notes. I will make sure to do that, but I have a travel one. And then I also have a new one that I just bought after a few episodes of the podcast. And this is a Fi Fine. Again, I will link it. I got them both from Amazon. I feel like they're both um, fairly affordable from what I could see. The smaller mic is a little bit more travel friendly. It's very flat. So I took my microphone traveling over Thanksgiving and that's what I recorded with my sister. And I also filmed a podcast episode in a hotel before I went to my last trip to LA and it just fits really nicely. Um, this one that I have now is a little bit bigger with a stand and all of that. Um, I do like the sound quality on this, uh, I find a, a little bit more, but I feel like quality of them are both good and they just have, a, uh, the USB that plugs into my laptop to record sound. So again, I got them both from Amazon. I will link them both in the show notes if you're interested. Uh, this says, when will season two start? I already miss it. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, we're just going to take the two weeks off. So what did I say? January 26th that it'll be back? January 16th. I think it's January 16th it'll be back. But the final episode in season one will be December 26th, the day after Christmas. Uh, if you are traveling home or anything like that, uh, that will be the final one and then we'll take two weeks off and then we will come back for season two. This question is, do you have a favorite planner or planner app? Yeah, this year I actually got a planner from Plum Paper. Again, I can link them in the show notes and I'm really happy with it. I got a six month planner and I got one where it has the the calendar for the month, but then it has a breakdown of every single day. And I really love that because I make a to-do list every single day. So I love having that. I love having the calendar at the glance. I can look at it every day or every other day and write my appointments in it, different deadlines I have 
for my book, or if I'm working with a brand on content for social media, I can put in different dates that I have, but then every single day I make a to-do list and I really write everything on that list. I mean, I, I put down, you know, that I'm going to practice yoga, that I'm going to work out. If I'm going to film a video, do I need to edit a video and put down, like, do I need to, to clean or tidy or like different things like that? I put so much down on my to-do list. And I I just follow that throughout the day. If I didn't have that, I think I would feel totally lost, but I really like this one too. It has a place to put your top three priorities, what you have to get done during the day. Uh, It has a different section outlined too. Like there's meals and, and notes. I actually track my water on that. I track how much water I drink a day and I just put little check marks in the meal column and that's to track my water. Um, so I just love all the space too, because I'm always writing notes. Like I'm, I'm looking at my planner right now and I have a bunch of notes written down for other things that I want to do in other days, some calendar reminders that I need to put in. And then every morning when I wake up before I even go into my office, before I do anything, I actually take my planner. Well, I do my skincare routine and like brush my teeth, but then I grab my planner. I go out to the kitchen table and I plan out my day. I look at my calendar, I see what's coming up, I make my to-do list for the day, I decide on my priorities, uh, and then go from there. So yeah, Plum Paper, I've been really enjoying that planner. Uh, This question is, as as your channel grows, do you feel more connected to your viewers or more distant? I think that's a really good question. I would say, oddly enough, that I think that I feel more connected. And I say oddly enough because I would think that it would be the opposite, that as you grow, obviously it does get harder to respond to every single comment. It gets harder to respond to every single message as you start to get that influx of messages and comments and tweets. It does get harder to respond to all of them. But at the same time, as I grow, I feel like... (laughs) And this is kind of hard for me to put into words, but I just feel like that I do have a stronger connection. There's so many names that I can recognize, thumbnails that I can recognize, usernames that I can recognize. There's messages that I have, and I don't know if maybe it's because I do open up quite a bit on the internet. Uh, I'm not afraid to share my struggles and things like that, but because of that and because of some of the conversations that I can have with others... I feel like I have a lot of people online that really are my friends. There's people that I really care about and I'm very appreciative of that. And as I grow and as I feel this, I've actually been trying to decide what can I do to have us all be in a a space where we can communicate more because I'm now to the point where I'm starting to get worried. I don't want messages to fall through the cracks. I don't want to be able to not respond to someone. So I'm trying to decide, do I start like a special Facebook group for, you know, some of my subscribers that maybe want to chat with me on a daily, you know, every other day basis or that sort of thing? Or what is it that I can do to just make sure that I keep growing the connections and the relationships that I'm having with so many people because this is what I've always wanted. This is why I've wanted a platform so I can reach people and I can make connections with them. And I'm doing it. I'm really proud to say that because that's something that I've always been after. And I feel like I am doing it. 
And now it's the, the question that's kind of falling on me is how do I continue to cultivate it? How do I continue to make sure that these connections stick around? Because on the flip side, you know, maybe you're someone who does communicate regularly with, you know, five or, or 10 YouTubers, but I'm to the point where I have hundreds of messages coming in every single day. And it's really, really hard for me to respond to all of them. So I'm just trying to figure out what it is that I can do. Uh, so if anyone has any ideas, do holler at me, but that's something that I'm definitely thinking about it. Uh, the next question is what podcasts inspire you and what have you implemented from them in your podcast? These are really great questions. Definitely some podcasts that inspire me. One is the rise podcast with Rachel Hollis. She is the author of girl, wash your face and girl, stop apologizing are some of her bestsellers. Her podcast, I think, has probably inspired me the most, not only to start my own podcast, but just in a business sense too. I highly recommend her. I've referenced her so many times in my YouTube videos, um, but I I enjoy her podcast so much. It's very motivational. It's very inspirational. Uh, it inspires me business-wise. It inspires me personal-wise. I was actually listening to it today as I was driving home and I was jotting down ideas of something that I want to do that I I took away from her her podcast episode that I was listening to. And I just think that she's fantastic, a go-getter. Like she's truly someone that I inspire to be. What she's done with her Hollis company, I think is amazing and something that I definitely aspire to. Uh, I also, I really did like the Approachable podcast. This was with Samantha Ravendahl and her friend, Alyssa. Uh, Sam Ravendahl is a beauty YouTuber. So I've been following her for a while. When she said that she was starting a podcast, I had already started listening to podcasts. And I was like, okay, you know, like, sure, I'll listen to it. And I thought that it was really good. And they, uh, Sam and Alyssa kind of the idea behind their podcast was to take topics that maybe aren't very approachable or can be harder to have conversations about and try to make them approachable and give their views on it and just talk about it. And I thought it was really interesting what they did. And I really liked their approach to it, if you will. And I found myself looking forward every week to hearing what they had to say. Uh, so that's definitely another one that I would recommend. And uh, recently I started listening to Style Your Mind. This is from Kara Alwell-Leba, and she is another author. I actually worked with her way back in the day when I was doing a lot of marketing and blog tours for books, and she was uh, self-publishing. We worked on a few marketing plans uh, for some of her books, and I shared recently something about my blog turning 10. Um, my blog turned 10 in October. I've been blogging for 10 years now. And I had shared something on my Chicklet Plus Twitter. And she wrote back and was like, you know, can't believe it's been 10 years. I remember you helping me out uh, with, with one of her books. And I was like, oh, yes, you know, that was so great. And I was like, well, I wonder what she's up to. And so I uh, was looking at her Twitter account and I saw that she has, I think she has like eight or nine books out now. And she had this podcast. I was like, I'm going to listen to the podcast. And again, I feel like we're very 
alike, not only just because we are an author, but we're also very into inspiring other women. She's had some really great guests on. Um, Both her and Rachel Hollis have really just inspiring people on that motivate me. And that's what I look for. That's what I want because there's so many things that I want to do. I'm a very creative person. I'm very non-traditional in a lot of ways when it comes to careers. And I love being able to hear other people speak on what inspired them and how they did it and how did they get through hurdles. And I find that so motivating. And she's had some really cool guests on. And yeah, I've just, I've been really enjoying her podcast. It's a little bit newer to me, but I've I've really been liking it. Also, uh, Jamie Walsh, she runs the Glam Latte podcast. I actually had her as a guest on. I was a guest on her podcast, which was so much fun. She she has some really great ones. Hers is a little bit more beauty focused, but some of the episodes are so good. I was actually listening to one when I was driving home from an airport one day and I messaged her on Instagram and I said, I just got done listening to one of your, your skincare episodes and oh my gosh, it was so good. And I literally wanted to be like taking notes while I was driving because I thought she had just such good information. So uh, again, she's uh, a little bit more beauty, but she has a good one. I also really like the Pretty Basic podcast. This was started by two YouTubers as well. Uh, It's by uh, Alicia Marie and Remy Cruz. And theirs is just kind of fun. They're a little bit younger than I am. I'm 32, but they're a little bit younger, but they've been doing YouTube for a long time. And it's just kind of fun to just kick back and relax and, and listen to the dynamic between the two and their conversations. But they have had some episodes that are a little bit deeper, a little bit more, uh, a little bit more personal to them. And I find myself really looking forward to to their episodes each week also. So those are just a few that I listen to. I also listen to sports ones. Um, I listen to some celebrity ones too. I mean, there's just so many different podcasts that you can find these days, which I think is is so much fun. But uh, yeah, I feel like I've taken almost like a little bit from a lot of the podcasts that I listen to of, you know, trying to be a little bit inspirational, trying to be a little bit motivational, including excerpts from my book like Kara has and some of her podcasts, not being afraid to have conversations that are a little bit more difficult, like from the approachable podcast Um yeah, I just, I really try to soak up as much knowledge and again, as much inspiration as I can from those around me and those that I choose to listen to, those that I choose to spend time with. You know, sometimes podcasts can be an hour long, if not even longer. And uh, yeah, I want to try to take in as much as I can from them. Uh, this next question is Would Mitch be down to do a husband narrates my makeup routine? They are so funny. I've been talking to him a little bit more. My husband has never been on any of my YouTube videos. He's just not really into that sort of thing. He's not a social media guy. He he supports me. Sometimes people kind of assume that Mitch doesn't support me because he's not on, but he does a lot for me behind the scenes and, you know, encourages me that way, which is great. But I've talked to him Every now and again, I'm like, so how are you feeling? Do you ever want to come on? And maybe one day, I feel like that's a good way to get them started though, is having them do the the narration for something. But yeah, maybe, maybe one day. And the next question is, which of the six characters do you relate to the most or is modeled after you? So the latest book series that I'm writing right now is The Six, 
We have three books published. There's three more to go. And there are six girlfriends that we follow and each one has their own book. I don't know if I'm super similar to any of the girls. I would say right now out of the three that have been published, I would probably be closest to Scarlett. She's the one who's the little bit, a little bit more of like the sensitive one in the group. She did also go through a toxic friendship. That's what she's dealing with now. I I have in the past too. Not everything that she's gone through have I gone through. We definitely have our differences when it comes to our personal lives, but I would say out of at least the three that have been published so far, I would say I'm probably closest to Scarlett. Another question is, what is your favorite type of YouTube video to do? I think I just like sitting down chatting about makeup like I was talking about earlier, whether it's a get ready with me and I'm having a discussion about whatever it may be, tomorrow's video, uh, the, the Friday after this goes up, the video is going to be on non-beauty channels that I like to watch. And I talk about fitness in there and a few other topics, and that's fun for me. But I also like doing the new makeup releases videos. I think those are so much fun to do. Uh, even just chatting about makeup favorites or makeup that failed me. I just have a lot of fun doing those types of videos where I just get to sit down and, and, and chat. I love this that says, not a question, but I'm in love with the six series. Thank you so much. Honestly, it like gives me this weird tingle inside when I read things like that. Thank you so much. I just, I very much appreciate that. Another question is, how is your experience so far with the podcast? Always looking forward to Thursdays. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Honestly, that, oh my gosh, that means so much to me. Thank you. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, how was my experience so far? It's been so positive. It really has. It's been hard. Uh, in one of the first episodes that went up, I talked about my struggles with editing and I had a micro uh, microphone snafu one week. So I actually ended up having to record the podcast at like seven o'clock in the morning after not getting home until two in the morning because I was at a concert the night before. So my voice was really terrible. Uh, you know, there's definitely been hurdles along the way and all of that, but overall it's been so much fun. I've always just wanted to share stories. I've always just wanted to connect with people and the podcast is just another way that I get to do it. In addition to my books, in addition to YouTube, in addition to social media, this is just another new outlet and I'm so grateful for it. And I'm just so thankful that so many listeners keep coming back every single week. That's so cool to me. And Oh, just thank you so much. Um, this question is best author memory. And when I read that, I guess I don't know if it means my memory as an author or like an author moment in general. But when I first read it, what my mind immediately went to is some of my best memories with other authors. But definitely I have two that really stick out to me. One was being able to interview Jackie Collins who has passed away, but she was my first real big author interview. And I mean, I had no idea what I was doing and I was terrified. I started my blog in October of 2009. And I think it was in February, 2010 that I got an email one day from Jackie Collins's agent asking if I would like to interview her and share the interview on my blog and social media and review her books. And I was like, hmm, 
me? I was just, I was so confused. I thought that was the craziest thing. And I got to interview Jackie Collins and it was a huge, huge moment for me. I loved her books. I still have them. I have, I I don't have them all. She wrote a lot of books, but in the time that I worked with her and reviewed her books, I still kept all of them. They're signed to me and I really, I really cherished them. I was devastated uh, when I learned that she had passed away. I was very, I was very upset that day. I actually have a video on YouTube about Jackie Collins. Like she really had such an impact on me. Another one was actually being able to interview Emily Giffen. And that was a really big moment for me too. I'd been blogging for a couple of years now. That was such a huge moment for me. I was so nervous. That one was over the phone. I was so afraid. I like, what if I couldn't remember my question? I just, I was so nervous because uh, Emily Giffen has also had such a huge impact. It was her book, Something Borrowed, that's finally had that, that impactful spark in me that said, I wanted to start this blog. I'd been thinking about it for so long, but it was finally reading that book that I was like, I have to start a blog. I have to be able to talk to other people about these stories that I love. I did a video recently on YouTube. I can put it in the show notes too if you haven't seen it, but it's a get ready with me and I chat about five life-changing books and something borrowed from Emily Giffen is in there because that's what, again, motivated me to start my blog and that's how I'm sitting here today recording this podcast is because I decided to start. And so when I got to interview her, it was just the craziest thing. And again, it went on my blog and I chatted about it on social media and it's truly something that that I won't forget. So that's kind of where my mind went to with the the questions and both those moments uh, really had such a big deal for me. So uh, and this question is, since finishing this season, what will you do differently in the next season of the podcast? I have a few different ideas. I think that I'm going to share them when I launch the first episode of season two. So I'm excited about that. I really do hope to bring on more guests though. I was a little bit hesitant to have a lot of people scheduled for for season one because I still was very unsure, would it even go smoothly? You know, my first guest was Jamie from the Glam Latte podcast and I really enjoyed having her as my first guest because I knew if something was going wrong or if I couldn't figure something out, she would probably be able to help me. Um, And so I was just a little bit, nervous and I didn't want to end up wasting someone else's time if we did this interview and for some reason, you know, something didn't work out or I did something wrong on my end or, you know, all of that. So, um, but I feel more comfortable now with, with doing that. I've had a few practice runs in there too, which has been really helpful. So, I'm really excited to bring on more guests. I'm planning to make like my vision board for 2020 and all of that and write down all of like my dream guests that I would love to have come on and start to contact other people. Uh, And yeah, so I'm really excited for that, but I'll definitely share some more when it comes to the first episode of season two also, which again will be January 16th. I keep thinking I have the date wrong. I should have a calendar in front of me. But uh, but that is the final question that I see. And I feel like that was a really good one to end this episode on. But thank you to everyone who sent in a question. It was really fun answering some of these. And again, just kind of having a chill 
laid back episode uh, to kind of start to wrap up this season one. Again, I am planning to have a guest next week uh, in, in case that it doesn't happen because I know it is the holiday time. So a lot of people are very busy. It'll just be me once again. But uh, I, I am planning to have some more guests on and on for season two, which I'm really looking forward to. If there's any one that you want to see on the podcast or any type of person, whether it be a YouTuber, an author, uh, anyone like that, another podcaster, please just let me know. Uh, again, I do always have my social handles in the show notes, so you know where to find me. And I, I again, do my best to respond to all the messages that come in. But, but thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. This was a lot of fun to do. I hope that you have a great day. I hope that you have a great holiday season. And yeah, until next week, I will talk to you guys later. <music>